Your Newcastle. This episode of Your Newcastle podcast, I'm joined by Doyle from Blackbart and Mini Ranger Claire. We're talking about 182 hectares of beautiful bushland right in the heart of the city of Newcastle. Personally, I grew up near Blackbart in New Lambton and I've always had a real passion for that iconic, very unique mix of bushland right in the heart of a metropolitan area that also has wildlife enclosures. It now has an amazing playground, a real passion of mine that actually inspired me to get elected to council was upgrading Blackbutt. Doyle, you work there every day and you're so passionate about caring for the animals there and caring for the environment. What are your favourite things at Blackbutt? Well, how long have you got? Look, for me, a huge favourite thing is getting people out to see wonderful, amazing native Australian animals. The late, great Steve Irwin said, if I can get a person to look into an animal's eyes and connect with it, there's a friend for life there and they'll stand up for that animal, they'll protect that animal, they'll look after it and they'll want to see that animal promoted as the beautiful creature that is. So I like having people come out and be excited to see animals that they would not normally be able to see in a a bushland setting that I can tell you right now, other parks are very jealous of our boardwalk through the trees with our animals. They think it's fantastic and they will brag to other staff members about how good Blackbutt Reserve boardwalk is through the animal enclosures. So I'm very proud of that and I love the joy that kids get from just getting out from behind a screen and hitting the bush, you know, from the new adventure playground to the trails and walking tracks, going and seeing the flying fox colony. There's so many good things about Blackbutt that I love. Personally, I do like seeing animals and I I like nothing more than seeing a wild animal do something amazing. So whether it's brush turkeys fighting and chasing each other through the park or whether it's maybe even a, a goanna stalking birds nests up in a trees and all the birds are going crazy. I love seeing them in their natural environment acting out how they behave. It's a real joy because you're in the middle of the city. So you can shut your eyes and you feel like you're lost in the bush and then five minutes, ten minutes later you're at the beach. So it's pretty fantastic. It was wonderful insight of a council generations ago to preserve that bushland and then for us to fight to protect it about a decade ago but not just protect it really invest in it and I remember as a councillor ensuring that we had nine million dollars over 10 years and a new master plan and that's all come to fruition and it's come to fruition in a way that we have all of this new infrastructure and this upgrade of Black Bart that's all really quite accessible and also free for our community and visitors to access. I have Mini Ranger Claire here. Mini Ranger Claire, what do you love about Blackbutt? I like going in the park and seeing the emus and I like seeing all the wild animals. So what have you learnt about, say, your favourite in the emus? Because I like emus too. I like how they walk around and sometimes you just can't tell what they're thinking. What's your favourite thing about the emus? My favourite thing about the emus is they walk kind of funny sometimes. They, like, point their head forward every single time they step forward. It's a kind of like a walk like an Egyptian dancing move at the same time as, you know, them just strutting around. Feeling social? Follow City of Newcastle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. One of my favourite animals has always been Clyde, the wombat. Can you tell us something really interesting about Clyde? I always love Clyde's stories. He's a lovely old man wombat now. He's mellowed a lot 
in his years. We got him back in 2003, just before they opened up the new exhibit in 2004, at the start of 2004. He came in and he was a a young male wombat who would run and jump at your ankles and, and fun things like that. Now he's just this nice old kindly gentleman wombat. We like to give him pats and so forth. So he doesn't do too much naughty things or adventurous things, but wombats themselves are amazing, beautiful, so strong. But my favourite thing about wombats, just any wombat, is the big cartilage plate that's in their backside. They can use it as a shield to block up their burrow from predators. So the back of a wombat, quite a sturdy looking creature, isn't it, Claire? Like the back is, you know, quite big and strong. So that is all cartilage at the back of a wombat. Yeah, so the nice kind of straight, smooth Mm. bit down the back. So Clyde weighs about probably as much as you, Claire, to be honest, but in a bit more of a compact round shape, a bit of a barrel-y shape. And that backside is for a couple of things. Other wombats like to bite each other. That's how they interact. Ouch. Yeah, and if you're running away in a tunnel and someone's biting you from behind, guess where you get bitten? On the backside. Oh. So having that nice big cartilage plate there is a bit of protection, but they can use it for predators. So in the last six to 7,000 years, we've had dingoes, and one of the things they can do is use that cartilage plate as basically a hammer and anvil against the burrow roof where they squash down, the animal comes over the top, and they just squash them up into the roof. The poor dingo is no more. No more. From the wombat's butt. From the wombat bottom of death, as I like to call it. So, <laughs> you know, it's a bit rough, but that's how animals operate. It's a cycle of life, Doyle. It the sure cycle is. of life. There's also something interesting about wombats. Do you know anything about wombat poo? I do. Their wombat poo can be almost cubed very square poo and they build little towers. It's really weird. They poo in such a way that their little poo stacks up and they use that as a scent marking for some of their territory to let other wombats and potential males know where they are in their territory. So it's a bizarre feature. It's like wombats were the first engineers of the world. I think they're the first poo tower builders, definitely. I don't know if you'd want to put that on your resume or not. You might. (laughs) I love the peacocks at Blackbird particularly when they're in their mating rituals and you get to see them strutting around and fanning out their beautiful feathers at the back of their tail. It's one of my most favourite things because they wander around quite freely and are quite happy to interact with you. And there's so much beauty in the colours in those feathers. I have spent probably too much time trying to take a photo or chasing them around. And I know that you really like emus. Can you tell me some fun facts about emus? A group of emus is called a mob. Ooh. And in the winter, the female only lays the eggs and the male sits on the eggs. It's good that they gave the men a job, isn't it? Yeah. Tell me more about the activity packs that you get when you go to Blackbutt. So you find all the clues around Blackbutt and then you try to find all the animals that that's on the activity pack. So it's like an adventure and a scavenger hunt looking for clues all around Blackbutt. That sounds like a lot of fun. What's your favourite part about that adventure? My favourite part is, like, exploring. Exploring and getting out into nature, looking for the animals. What's happening in your Newcastle? Subscribe to our mailing list at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. What three cool animals do people get to maybe pat? Oh, look, I've got a little formula. It's usually something along the lines of lizard, turtle, snake. The snake is 
secret, don't tell everyone, guys. The snake is pretty much always at the end because everyone likes a snake. And if they don't like it, they hate it enough to be shocked by it. And that's a good response too. We've got a few types of pythons out there, but one of the good ones to come out is, is the, the young olive pythons or the, the woma pythons, which is a beautiful looking thing. A very common one that we get in the area is the diamond python. So if you're lucky, you'll get to see a diamond python at the show and you might even see a diamond python uh, sunbaking as you walk along the boardwalk, which is a bit of a plus. I've been lucky enough to be able to go to those shows and be able to pat one of the pythons and it's really quite scary but also quite a funny experience and it's really educational at the same time. The good thing that's also occurred is the New South Wales Dine and Discover the discover part of those vouchers can be used to book these animal encounters, which I think is really fantastic and will be really good activities for the kids during school holidays. Claire, when you arrived at Blackbart, what did you do first? We had a little walk around. You can also book the shelters and have birthday parties and have different functions. I've had a few of my children's birthday parties over the years at Blackbart, which has always been really fun. And on both sides, depending on you know how big the party is, there's lots of space, lots of open space, lots of opportunity to run around, interact with the animals that are there that are being cared for by our wonderful staff at the city of Newcastle, like Doyle. But there's also an opportunity to see animals in their natural environment. Tell me a little bit about the bat colony we have living at Blackbutt. So we've got a flying fox colony or bat colony up in the rainforest section. And as far as I'm aware, there's three species of flying fox, the black, red and grey. I'm sorry, I can't remember the numbers, but there's two that are a little bit rare. That population, that colony has got, I think, as large as 14,000, 10 or maybe 14,000 over the years. I can't tell you the numbers at the moment. It's a lot of work to count all those bats because they don't sit still and they don't line up. It's really annoying. But that's a great place for people to get out and see something in its natural habitat, how it hangs out each day, what it spends its time doing, and just a bit of a, a crazy experience because, again, you feel like you're in the middle of you know the rainforest somewhere. There's bats up ahead squawking. There's birds flying over. And everything might be nice and calm and chill. And all of a sudden, a big scream ripples through the whole colony as way high up in the sky a white-breasted seagull has come over the ridge from Cardiff direction and it's just been spotted by some of the the lookouts and the scouts and you can see every bat is on edge because unfortunately for the bats they are a food source for these beautiful white-breasted seagulls and they will sometimes come down and snatch one and the colony just goes crazy wild. When you see the bats migrate from their home or one of their homes in Blackbutt across the city sky at a very regular time every evening it always reinforces in my mind how important it is to keep that natural habitat right in the heart of the city because that actually provides not only a food source for the white-breasted sea eagles but also for those flying fox colonies if they didn't have that place to rest and live they would be in the trees in our parks and probably causing issues that we don't want to have to deal with in like much smaller park areas because they can actually rip through a lot of that vegetation if it isn't in an environment like Blackbutt. 
look, the environment up in the rainforest has changed a lot over the last 20 years from the flying fox colony. We got a, a two or three year reprieve where they headed north and west, uh, wherever the food source was, and, and trees started to come back. But yeah, they do what we consider damage because that's how we view it as humans. But that's just how the colony operates and they have for 40, 50 you know, million years. But they are huge pollinators. We need them. And, and if we were to lose them, it would be a while before we saw the effects. But there's every chance they'd be irrevocable effects. We would lose the pollination of so many trees and even so much as people don't want them in their trees, their fruit trees and so forth. But you would notice the damage that's being done. But by then it'd be too late. You've lost your colony. So they do play a very, very important part with keeping our ecosystem healthy and like you said they're a food source for many many animals the the powerful owl which is australia's largest owl at 50 centimeters we're lucky to have a breeding pair that breed most years in black button they're on the threatened and vulnerable list which is just above endangered so we really want to make sure that our powerful owls have a, a good habitat to breed and food source so they'll breed sometimes two even three chicks and that's a huge boon because you're lucky if you get one out of those big alpha predator birds so to have that in the heart of newcastle i can tell you right now if, if the powerful owl disappeared you'd have some birdos knocking on your door mayor you don't often get to see the powerful owl at black Butt. you hear about it but it is a very rare opportunity and a rare sighting and having that resource for those animals also protects the vegetation through the rest of the city. And really, all cities should have vegetation like blackbutt in the heart of them to provide not only the food source for the animals, but also that habitat to ensure that we are pollinating and we are making sure our ecosystems are sustained. And that's why part of the reason I love blackbutt, not only to visit and to enjoy but because it is a really important part of our ecosystem here in Newcastle. And the work that you do, Doyle, is so important, not just with our animals, but also caring for our environment here in Blackbutt. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much. I'm blushing. Trust me, everybody. You can't see it, but I am. <laughs> and thank you so much, Mini Ranger Claire. It's been wonderful to talk to you today about your experiences. Thanks. That's your Newcastle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen. 